Hi, everyone. John Branning here, welcoming you to my podcast, This Week at the Trump Poems. The 2020 campaign is in full swing, an expression that for most of us is an analogy, but Donald Trump took it literally. We also are still dealing with a pesky little problem called the pandemic. Trump has encouraged his voters to commit a felony. And then there was the report that he denigrated those who gave their lives in service to our country. So, in other words, just another week in Trump land. I've got four Trump poems to share with you, so let's get started, shall we? In an interview with Laura Ingraham on Fox News, the president started to equate cops getting out of control and confrontations with golfers who experience the yips. Laura helpfully tried to steer the conversation in another direction, but Trump again at other appearances during the week continued to describe bad cops as merely chokers, which in and of itself was an unfortunate description of their behavior. He made a series of other peculiar assertions in that interview and also found himself during the week fending off an allegation that nobody had specifically made that he'd suffered a series of mini strokes leading to an unscheduled trip to Walter Reed last year. The Trump poem about all this is called Put Your Foot in Your Mouth. You know how it felt when you lined up a putt with a length of three feet? It looked straightforward, but then it veered to the left, or it rolled round and lipped out? That's just like when cops, oops, a gaff almost slipped out. A jet plane took off from a city, unnamed, filled with thugs dressed in black, anarchists who became skilled at spawning big damage. At first, just a few, then more thugs came on board. I'm not sure they were human. What most women want, I believe, is security, most notably when I'm around. They're unsure of me. We've got to have safety for redheads and blonde ones, since it's common knowledge I never use condoms. Who's pulling Joe Biden's strings? Dark shadow people who, using a heretofore unknown technique, will control what he's saying and make him a marionette. He'll get mail-in votes, more than I ordinarily get. I know what the blacks want, and also Hispanics. I know more than Planck about thermodynamics. I know how to tell a bad cop from a choker. I know my first term's been, at best, mediocre. Mike Pence stands by, just in case someone invokes that amendment, like if I had had many strokes, which I didn't, or else if my judgment's impaired. Hmm, seems that swap already should have been declared. Trump appears to have largely sidelined Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks from his coronavirus task force, now soliciting advice from Dr. Scott Atlas, a frequent Fox News contributor and a doctor with an excellent reputation, however, not in epidemiology or anything remotely associated with viruses or managing pandemics. But Trump is currently infatuated with him, and the verse about their relationship is called Atlas Shrugged. I've got a new virus guy in my ear purring. It seems less with Fauci that I'm now conferring. I don't think as much as I once did of Burke's. This new doctor, Atlas, feeds into my quirks. He pushes the theory that's called herd immunity. He says that we test way too much, nothing new to me. He says that the science on masks ain't definitive. I'm glad that I now have an ally to spin it with. No need for a test if you're asymptomatic. Rely on the CDC, they're bureaucratic. 
the risk to our children is hardly significant. So, Dr. Scott Atlas, I think you're magnificent. You see, I retweeted the death tolls 9,000. I was not specific on the whys and hows, and I misunderstood what's meant by comorbidity. I'm questioning my own task force's validity. You're my go-to doctor at this time, Scott Atlas. With Deborah and Anthony, I think I'll chat less. Once more, I feel free to, with Scott's information, promote groundless theories to mislead the nation. While continuing to sow doubt concerning the outcome of the election, Trump added a new wrinkle by recommending those intending to vote for him attempt to do so twice, once by mail, and then by showing up at the polls on election day and trying to cast an in-person ballot. He said this would be a way for his supporters to ensure their mail-in votes had been properly tabulated. If you're following this issue at all, you're already familiar with the all kinds of wrong Trump's encouraging here, so I'll just let this next poem speak for itself. It's called, He's Mailing It In Now. I'll set the record for votes cast in hopes I'll finish first, not last. If one vote's good, then two are better. Ignore the spirit and the letter of the laws regarding voting. Here's the latest scheme I'm floating. Vote by mail, and then again in person. See what happens when you try to vote another time. Some say that constitutes a crime. They tabulate your mail-in vote. The chance of fraud might be remote. They let you cast a second ballot. Leaves a sour taste on my palate. I've counseled that's what you should do. Perhaps I didn't think this through. To vote twice is a felony, at polls on top of absentee. And while the risk is minuscule, I'm trying to make the case that you'll be cheated on election day if Dems, as I suspect, just may send unsought ballots through the mail. I'll claim fraud on a massive scale. Some folks don't want to exercise their constitutional franchise. Instead, they'll choose to sit this out. Their ballots we can do without a plebiscite dumped in their lap. Encourage votes? I sense a trap. A rigged election? It could lurk if votes crawl out of the woodwork. I've got the backing of Bill Barr, who's unsure what each state's laws are. Elective pandemonium? Please vote. Don't stop at only one. The week's final Trump poem addresses a bombshell report from The Atlantic magazine, where several anonymous sources alleged that Trump had made derogatory and dismissive comments about soldiers who had either been captured or died in the line of duty. Trump adamantly denied making the comments, although he is on record regarding using at least one of the terms in reference to a former prisoner of war who later became a U.S. senator and thorn in his side. Other news outlets independently verified much of the original reporting, while the White House issued a list of people, some with their own dubious reputations for truthfulness, rebutting the claims. The issue is still percolating, and my poem about it is called All Day Sucker Bet. An article in The Atlantic had me scrambling, quite frantic, challenging I'd ever said what they alleged about the dead. The article makes claims I call dead soldiers losers. This appalled most everyone who takes a breath or has to deal with combat death. The article, although well-sourced, I quickly called fake news, of course. I contradicted my accusers, suckers, never said, or losers. 
Also, in a lengthy tweet, I used that platform to entreat and swear that none should entertain a loser I had called McCain. The only problem that persists, the fact a video exists where I say that I'm not enraptured just because McCain was captured. Other tape that you can see? I mocked a Gold Star family. More? Troops who have endured concussions had headaches. End of discussion. Even in my fierce rebuttal, I use labels far from subtle. Lowlife, jealous, failure, liar, throwing fuel upon this fire. Even Fox News has concluded I recoiled from battle-wounded, keeping them from my parade so injuries were not displayed. I have no affinity when scribes use anonymity to offer damaging opinions. Truth comes only from my minions. Who backs me up? A bunch of fellows. Mick Mulvaney, Sanders, Meadows, folks all known as bottom-dwellers on the Index of Truth-Tellers. How will this play out? Uncertain. Is there more behind the curtain? What is true and what's conjecture? Your vote serves as lie detector. That wraps up this week's edition of the podcast. We're now less than two months away from the election, so I hope you'll hang in there with me as I continue to post and read my weekly assortment of Trump poems. Thanks for tuning in. Please let the other political junkies in your life know about the website, thetrumppoems.com, and the podcast. And please take care and stay safe and healthy. Catch you again next week.